I'm Dave Monaco, Alan Meyer Family Head of School at Parish Episcopal School. Welcome to From My Angle. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the From My Angle podcast. I'm Dave Monaco, the Alan Meyer Family Head of School. We're excited to be talking to you today about how we intentionally incorporate leadership into our programs here on campus. I'm on site today at the Godwin Chapel on our Midway campus, and we'll be joined by a couple of guests from our lower school faculty to share some wisdom and insights on this important work we do forming our kids as young people of heart and spirit, not just of those of intellect. So I'm here today with two uh, terrific and talented guests, Miriam Graham, the assistant head of lower school for student life, and our lower school Hillcrest chaplain, Kathy Ross. Thanks for joining us, you guys. No problem. Thanks glad for having to, us. Glad to have you here at the Midway Campus in Godwin Chapel. You know, we've been uh, doing a lot of my podcasts recently on my trips to college campuses to visit with deans, and this is important and, uh, and critical work both to understand how the landscape of higher ed is changing, but also to know how our program is uh, working to fit our kids well and prepare them for that. Today we wanted to move in a completely different direction. Uh, the academics is an important part of what we do here at Parish, but just as important in the complex global society that we talk about in our mission statement is how we're preparing bold leaders and those young people who are prepared to go impact that world and be forces for good in it. The Parish Leads Framework is one that uh, has been here on campus uh, since 2009 and we've been working steadily uh, at incorporating it and weaving it into our uh, program uh, from pre-K all the way up to the 12th grade and today's conversation is going to focus on the work we're doing with our littlest learners our uh, three-year-olds uh, up to our uh, 10-year-olds in the in the lower school campus uh, at lower school campuses our lower school program and Miriam and Kathy play a really integral role in, in doing that so Miriam let's start really with with your work because uh, chapel is a vital part of our daily activity but you're seeing the kids uh, on a daily basis. So your role started uh, in 2011 and was really important uh, in building this work into the program. So give a brief outline of what you do when it comes to the integration of the Parish Leads Framework here on campus. Okay. Um, well, it's a little different on both campuses, but but also much the same. Right. Um, the situations are, are different. Um, but I do, I go into the classrooms mm -hmm. and I'll do uh, classroom activities, maybe a fun activity where it will make a point mm -hmm. of we had to work together or it took community and then we link that to the phrases mm -hmm. and so those are classroom activities that I can do even at the the lowest level in pre-k one where we take boxes and line them up mm -hmm. in a ball and try to bounce it from one end to the other yep. and then uh, we talk about you know what happens when when somebody let go of the box or you know and then we we weave that into uh, working together in community uh, we also use all the parish leads phrases with them mm -hmm. uh, as we do in chapel and uh, over here on this campus, even more so, I'm able to do a deeper dive with the kids and talk through issues they might be having. Teachers will often come to me mm -hmm. and say, hey, could you talk about responsibility or maybe aligning your words with your actions right. or uh, we may be having this problem or that. And yep. so I will uh, take those phrases and take them into the classrooms. And we really try to weave that in. We do that from the youngest. We talk about aligning our words with our actions and it's really funny to hear a uh, a pre-k student say those words yep. and but they will do it because they know what it means yeah so when the framework was constructed and you're uh, going to be able to see it here as you uh, if you're watching uh, the video of this particular pod uh, this the framework we decided we'd build out of the architecture of our tenets of wisdom honor and service 
and the, the tenants uh, were extrapolated and we built up some language usually using um, best practice and in, in leadership uh, studies from across the across the country and a variety of different resources and there are actually 12 uh, phrases that uh, are, are built into the parish leads framework and though the language in some instances is um, uh, beyond the vocabulary of uh, those uh, students that Kathy and uh, Miriam work with they've really found ways to uh, to, to build this into their programming. So Miriam, when you go into a, a lower school classroom, mm -hmm. you'll have a set time with the teachers to go in and tackle, for example, as we do in the first trimester, a focus on wisdom. So you might uh, talk to the kids about what it means to engage in self-reflection as we think all leaders do. So tell us, for example, how you might take a four-year-old pre-K student Mm -hmm. through the process of learning about what it means to be self-reflective. Right. So uh, that, that would be probably situational. Mm -hmm. I always try to use a situation right. and talk about um, a time where some, somebody might have said unkind words to you. Mm -hmm. And um, what could you do in that, that you will have to be courageous and resilient. And then mm -hmm. that person would have to self-reflect mm -hmm. and apologize. And we also talk about in chapel about, you know, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I, and then I forgive you. Yep. Um, and we use those phrases and so you know the other friend will the, the little kids will often say well how are we ever going to be friends again mm -hmm. you know and I'll say we have to be courageous and resilient yep. and the other person's going to have to self-reflect and, and remember to align their words with their actions so over so, the course of a first trimester we focus on wisdom in the first trimester right. honor the second trimester and service the third trimester over the course of a first trimester how many times will you get into uh, a, a pre-k through four classroom I'll get in uh, at, at, at least once a trimester. Mm -hmm. I try to get in a couple of times. Um, oftentimes, it depends on what's going on in that room. Mm -hmm. uh, if if there are some kind of some kind of conflict or disagreements, um, where you don't want to single anyone out, right. which we never want to. Yep. Uh, I just come in and do something really general. Yes. So we might talk about, uh, you know, aligning our words with action, aligning our actions uh, with our words yes. or um, things like that. So yes. it's very situational, very dependent on what's going on with what class. We believe people of wisdom are able to foster relationships effectively. So <laughs> right. you spend a lot of time, I know, uh, sometimes <laughs> in structured programming, but also uh, just when situations arise in different uh, homerooms that you have to go in and, and speak about uh, that particular element uh, of wisdom as of wisdom as well. So of course, uh, there's Miriam's work and then every day uh, we're in chapel and so across the three chapels in our uh, in our uh, lower, middle, and upper school, our chaplains uh, will uh, also weave the language of the parish leads framework into their work. So, Kathy, uh, you know, talk to us generally, not so much specifically about the parish leads framework here initially. Generally, what are you aspiring to do in the chapel space with our kids as we seek to form them as people with an ethical, moral disposition? Well, I think that um, with religion class and chapel, I have a real advantage of mixing love God, love people, God loves you, mm -hmm. and wisdom, honor, and service to, right. to a pair of three tenets. Mm -hmm. And by being able to do that and reference the story and the scripture, scripture gives us great examples of wisdom, honor, and service. Yes. And so whatever we're focusing on, um, we can focus on that, that particular tenet. Yes. And, um, and so I think um, with, the, with the parish leads, we, I want to help give our littlest ones the foundations to work with by the time as they move up in the in the grades, as well as um, being good people and and you know being people who of good character that can care about other people and um, and make good you know make make good decisions in their 
in their days. Yeah, I think our chapel space is really for us talking about not just the, 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 the individual spiritual journey that uh, the adults and students who come into the chapel space uh, have the opportunity to cultivate, but really the reminder that we, are, that we exist here in a, in, a, in a community. We exist in relationship with one another uh, and believe that if you're going to go out and, and impact the world for, for good, be the people of impact, we talk about uh, the students becoming here, you're going to have to be able to get work done with and through people. Uh, and what I found in my time coming to the chapel space on both campuses is that the language of the framework is remarkably um, usable mm -hmm. even in scriptural stories. You know, Absolutely. you can talk about acting with empathy and compassion. You can see that in scriptural verse. You can talk about uh, valuing diversity. You can talk about aligning words with actions or showing certainly uh, being courageous and resilient. The language of the framework is, is not just common modern day language. It's very applicable in the verses. Absolutely. So. You could even reverse it. You could go service, honor, wisdom, mm -hmm. and the scripture would still work because yep. no matter who we're talking about at the time, uh, we can. that's how valuable wisdom, honor, and service yep. is. Now you, now, you two have been really creative, obviously, because chapel uh, requires uh, the ability to keep the attention of our, of, of, especially at Hillcrest, you know, our three to eight-year-olds, three to seven-year-olds that are over there. So why don't we don uh, the, the characters that come to chapel on a relatively regular basis uh, as you journey uh, journey along, and, and tell us the origin of uh, these these two characters of yours, and, and how this how this started, and uh, how how this plays out when they come to when they come to when they come to campus at Hillcrest. Well, this is one set of characters I can't take credit for because it was Miriam's idea to go on the road at first. Yes. Um, and I just have to to say that I can pretend a lot better when I've got something on. So. Um, we found that uh, we could use the phrases and have situations where Miriam usually is helping me figure out something that that they can relate to. Yeah, because I carry this with me everywhere. Got, I go uh, where she goes. Oh, let's open Which that up so folks can see uh, what what it is that this is your this is your map. So you're on a trip, and this That's is your right. road map. And this That's is right. the parish leads framework, and so each. Uh, each time you come to chapel, something's going on that requires us to look into that's one right. of these phrases with the kids, right? So that's right. And we'll pull over and have to look at it. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a favorite one that you remember from your, yeah, from your, <laughs> from your vast repertoire of uh, of chapel of chapel homilies? I think the one that comes to mind is the one that we did in October, and we were we, at the end of the school year last year. We had made this deal with each other that I was going to swim in a mountain lake. Yep. because it was one of our one of Miriam's passions and uh, she wanted me to discover it <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, she was going to climb a 14er which is something that I do and, yes and so and we both go to Colorado in the summer yes so um, neither one of us did it over the summer but for legitimate reasons but we weren't able to keep our words so we were mm. amazed when we got back to school not only from teachers and, and students the questions did you do it did you do it what, everybody was, was asking us. Everybody was asking us. Did you, we had did no you achieve idea. your vision? Because people of wisdom, they create a vision for themselves. That's we right. tell them that's part of the framework mm -hmm. language. You laid those words out there, and so people we, honor their words by aligning their wor actions exactly. in their words. They wanted to know, did you align your words and actions? And, and it, we were, it, well, it was... It was, re it was wonderful to, to know that they would remember. We yes. had that big of an impact on their memory. But of course, we were not able to align our words with their act. We could not keep our work. <laughs> yeah. And so we had, I think that was one of my favorite ones where yeah. we had to explain about being, you know, before you give your word, be, be intentional about it and, and make sure that you know what you're talking about. And, 
and um, so that you can keep your word. And yeah, I that think is part of wisdom, right? Is, is having the wisdom to think it through, to just mm -hmm. not have you know go off and say you're going to do something. What's a realistic vision? Knowing. As you right. create a vision right. for yourself, what's a realistic vision, and 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 what isn't a realistic vision? And so yes, you have a, you have chairs up in the front of chapel yes. that are your car seats, and you have a fake steering wheel, and so you yes. really do put uh, your coffee mugs, you really well, do we, put this every, into effect. Every day, right. every time we come in, we, we get something from Starbucks, and it really doesn't matter what yeah. we order. The kids are so uh, used to us ordering yes. it now, they just, they just laugh, laugh no matter what. Yeah. And, uh, and that's great, because when they walk in the chapel, and they see the chairs and the road picture that Miriam has painted, they know what's going on. They yeah. are already happy. Yeah. So the humor that we, it, but we, we tell the lesson with humor, and that makes it enjoyable to learn. Yeah, so you know, I think if you look at uh, if, if you look at our Parish Leads framework, if you were to walk up to any 1140 of our students and say, uh, "Wisdom and service, which tenant did I leave out?" They are, I, I believe, to an individual student, going to know honor has been left out. If you ask them of the 12 phrases of the Parish Leads framework, are they remembering all of them? Likely not. But our premise is that doing this work. Um, embedded in all three of our divisions, now in its uh, sixth, seventh year, uh, will over time take the concepts of these frameworks, the importance of a vision, the importance of connecting words and actions, the importance of resilience and courage, the importance of um, empowering other individuals, of, of being accountable, that these words, if flecked in consistently in middle school advisory, through our chapel program, through the upper school retreat programs, uh, in creative ways like the, uh, the ladies have done it um, in lower school, will really sink into our students who stay with us over the period of time as they journey uh, journey through these, um, these, these hallways. And so the intentionality is important, right? right? Just as daily chapel is an important daily commitment, right? Mm -hmm. that, uh, that we stay steadfast in, in doing that work. I have a phrase that's my favorite off the framework. Uh, perhaps others do. Mine is the one that's come up here a lot, which is aligning words and actions. I think the credibility of a leader rests on the integrity and commitment to their word. Is there a, a phrase off the Parish Leads mm -hmm. framework that's particularly um, um, poignant, powerful, important to you as you do Absolutely. your work with the kids? Mine is, mine is being courageous and resilient mm -hmm. because they also often come to my office to solve problems. Right. So if they don't get along in a group yeah. or they've had a, a, you know, a miscommunication amongst each other, they come and the teacher will say, go talk to Ms. Graham. Yeah. And they'll come into my office and so one of the things um, that after we go through what all happened here and we point to the phrases, the biggest thing is being courageous and resilient mm. and getting back out there and knowing it's okay. Yeah. It's okay, this happens, you're, you've learned from it and you're building your skills. Yeah. And so I think that's the other thing that we refer to the phrases as, those are, those are skills, those are interpersonal skills that you're building and learning as you as you move through your journey here at Parish. Well, for sure, and we talk in our mission statement clearly about bold leaders, and bold leaders are, are, are not ones who cower in the face of a challenge or who uh, slink away after they've had a failure. They continue to be resilient and persistent, so I think that's a good, uh, that's a good piece of the framework to, to emphasize to them. How about you, Ms. Ross? Do you have a particular one that's of uh, uh, Boy, favorite that's a tears? tough one, but I think um, act with empathy and compassion mm -hmm. is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. I really feel like um, to be able to um, pause and reflect about someone else's feelings, what they might be experiencing at the time before you say words or yep. before you do your do any actions is really important. I would say that bold leaders, good leaders um, are aware of other people yep. and not just themselves. 
Yeah, it's important, I think, for our community to understand, uh, as again, as primary and, and vital as the academic work that goes on here, all of the research coming out now uh, around uh, what makes for successful employees, valued employees, uh, effective teams, um, are and is about the soft skills that an individual or a team uh, exhibits uh, as they as they go to their work. Uh, the Google just finished a, a large research uh, um, survey and study called uh, Project Aristotle. And you know when they looked at the things that made teams and individuals successful, it was uh, about uh, doing purposeful work. In other words, having a vision and a, and a purpose behind your work, something we talk about in the framework. It was about having psychological safety, that uh, a group could work together and have vulnerability, demonstrate empathy and compassion for those with whom they work. So I firmly believe, uh, as I will tell folks all the time, that the, um, the energy I get to come to work each day um, is derived uh, as much, if not more, from this work we do in the chapel space through the Parish Leads Framework uh, than it is around the work that uh, we might be doing in a particular subject area. I know that's important, but for me, uh, having the kids be equipped to go out and be competent relationally with other human beings is I know what's going to allow them to impact the world in the future. And at the end of the day, that is for us uh, our, our most important endeavor. So I appreciate the work uh, that you all are doing. I know we're going to talk to some students about their experience with the chapel program and Parish Leach Framework here. So uh, safe journeys. Thank you. <laughs> Keep doing the great work you're doing with the framework. We appreciate we love it. it. We love doing it. You're all doing fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to the From My Angle podcast. We've exchanged out Miss Ross and Miss Graham for some special friends here from third and fourth grade. We're going to talk with us a little bit about the chapel program and the work that's happening with them becoming uh, leaders who are going to impact tomorrow's world. So I'm going to have these young folks introduce themselves to you. Thomas, will you get us started? Hello, my name is Thomas and I'm in fifth grade. My name's Camden and I'm in fourth grade. My name is Sarah and I'm in third grade. My name is Ian and I'm in fourth grade. Okay guys, so here's the big quiz to get started. All right, I'm gonna say three parish tenants and I'm gonna leave one out and you guys are gonna tell me which one I've left out. Are you ready? Yes. yes. Maybe. Hmm. Wisdom and service. Which one did I leave out? Honor. Honor. Ah, very good. So those three tenants you know really pretty well, don't you? Yes. All right, so let's talk about each of those a little bit. Uh, where do you hear the tenants? when you're here at, at Parish. So like, where do you most frequently hear those words used? Ian, do you wanna tell us where you think you hear them most frequently? Well, mainly in chapel or in our homeroom. Ms. Graham comes to talk with us a lot mm. in chapel and like I said before, in our homeroom. Yeah, so chapel and homeroom. Anybody else hear those words at a different place besides chapel and homeroom with Ms. Graham and Ms. Rock? Um, sometimes my parents. Oh, so your parents have actually begun to use that. Of course, you have a you have a mom who works yeah. here, so she knows the tenants really well. So that may be right. Why? Anybody? Anybody I hear, else? I Thomas. Hear like a lot of O's and books that I. There's like a lot of O's and books. So sometimes these words, wisdom, honor, and service, will show up in a in, in a in something that you're reading, or you'll hear about it on the news, yeah. or watching on a show, right? Maybe in an enrichment class where you like when you're doing something and then you start like misbehaving or acting up. So the teachers will use this language to say that you should be more honorable or you should be more caring for someone. So let's look at each of these words a little bit. Whether you think about it how you hear it in chapel or just how you hear it in your homeroom, wherever. Uh, when you think of a person of wisdom, what do you think a person of wisdom demonstrates or shows in his or her behavior? Who wants to start with that? Camden, do you have an idea in your mind? Um, 
that maybe they they show they show wisdom for other people like they basically they're kind to other people and they kind of like well they're just really nice mm. so wisdom has to do with how you uh, behave or treat other people yeah. or act other people thomas what do you think about when you think of wisdom i think it's to be like i agree with camden so it's about being kind and nice to people how about you guys, Sarah or Ian, do you have any other thoughts about what a person of wisdom does? Wisdom, they would give you advice, they would give you encouragement mm -hmm. to like help you, help you do work, like, mm. that's a really good story. Yeah, so wise people are kind and supportive. Now we talk about in the framework that wise people, for example, they have kind of a plan or a vision for where they want to go and wise people I think this is where you all are really talking about it they foster relationships effectively right so when Ms. Graham comes in she talks a lot with you uh, about that um, do, when you guys uh, have the work done in chapel or, or with Ms. Graham talk to me a little bit about fostering effective relationships do you do you know some things that they have done with you that have helped you guys think about how to uh, be in a kind nice effective relationship with other people? What are some, some things you've heard or activities you've done, Camden? Sometimes we, so our class um, at the beginning of the year, yeah. we all played this game. We had like a beach ball mm. kind of, and it has each color. It has different questions on it, like where are you from? Mm. Or where did you go for the summer? So when you catch it, um, you. And the, whichever one's facing you, you read it yep. and you answer the question, and that kind of gets, kind of makes you know the person a little bit better. That's a really neat way to uh, foster relationships effectively by honoring the the difference in them. That's actually a, one of the framework language for honor, right? You value diversity, so you have a particular interest. Sarah might have a different one. Thomas a different one, or Ian a different one. You know, another thing that people of wisdom do is they engage in self-reflection. So at chapel every Wednesday, what does Father Robert, uh, what does Father Robert give you guys time to do? Who wants to talk about Wednesdays I, in, I in chapel? Go ahead, Thomas. He like always shows us a picture, uh, usually on Wednesday, like like a like a little animal next to water. It's a little reflection there. He calls it like major self-reflection. Self-reflection Wednesday, right? So what does yeah. he give you time after he talks to you about the scripture lesson that day? What does he give you a little time to do? Ian, do you want to take this one? Oh, well, when, when we do that, uh, we have a little video on it and we like, we can have our own thoughts. We can sing to it if we want to. Mm -hmm. It's just a time to let your thoughts run away wherever you want them to go. Yeah, that self-reflection about how you're how you're doing a particular day. Sometimes it's about the lesson that he's given you, and there's usually a, a song, as you mentioned, that's playing some Christian music, or a song that one of the students have submitted that he gives you to that he gives you to think about. How about honor? What does it mean if you're going to be an honorable an honorable person? Let's uh, let's have Sarah go and then Camden. So it's like you honor somebody and you respect them. You're you try to help them because you will honor them. Mm. And then 
you treat them how you want it to be treated. Mm -hmm. That's very honorable to treat someone as you wish to be treated. Candy, what were you thinking about a person of honor? I was thinking that someone that's always there for you, someone that honors you like your parents. Mm. Also, I agree with Sarah about someone, um, um, some, you should treat other people how you want to be treated. Also, um, you should always, also it kind of means being kind, like honoring someone, mm -hmm. kind of sharing relationships a little bit. One of the big pieces of language in the framework is about aligning your words with actions. So you really honor yourself and you honor others when you say something and you actually do it. Have you guys heard us talk about that at chapel with you, how you important always, it is yeah, to you make your words mean. and your actions match up, right? And that's a really big, a big piece of it. So service, another of our tenants, right? And so I think one of the lessons that we like to teach you in, in serving is that you serve without the expectation that you're gonna get anything back, right? That you just serve yeah. because it's the, the right, right thing, thing the right do. thing to do. So who wants to talk about how you live out the tenant of service here in our community. How do you how do you make that? How how do you serve? How do you serve here as part of our uh, as part of our community? Go ahead, Ian. Um. So it can also be like random acts of random acts of kindness around everyday things. Like say there's a old person crossing the street, you could help her or him across to get there safely. Or like say someone drops their books in class, you help them pick it up with papers or whatever. It's just mainly doing stuff that you know is right without wanting anything back. Because what you're getting back is knowing you did something right. That's really well said. Did, who, did somebody else want to talk about uh, service and how we live into it here at school? Let's do Camden and then you, Thomas. Okay, so you, sh well, this is kind of like a story-based kind of, well, kind of like a, kind of in between a comment and a story. You should kind of serve. You should serve your parents mm. because they always, they're always there for you, and they always do special things with you. Mm -hmm. And they they make you they sometimes make you breakfast in the morning. Isn't that nice? Yeah, they always do stuff for you. So how can you serve parents around your house? That's Say an interesting thing you. to think about, right? You can be yeah. grateful. That's a nice way to manners. serve. You can do manners. You can be respectful to your parents. You can do chores to help out around the family. So those are really good acts of service. I do chores. Good girl. Thomas, what do you think? I think like there's a fact that sometimes you don't, you do it without even like thinking about it first. Mm -hmm. And also like you could hold a door for a Miscannon, mm -hmm. like I did. Your teacher, right. When I wasn't even thinking about that, I was just like doing it. Yeah, it's just an act of service that you just try to do without um, somebody having to tell you to go ahead and do it. We do in chapel try to recognize people that do uh, live into the tenants, right? And so every every now and again, either Father Robert or Miss Graham will come up and uh, they'll, they'll read some some thank yous, right? How does that work in chapel? How does it how does that happen uh, when when they come to chapel? What happens there, Sarah? So they basically say your name and then tell you what you did and who thanked you, mm -hmm. and it it's just like. It makes you feel good because you did something. Who's been thanked this year? Anybody here been been recognized and thanked this year? We, you had Thomas and Camden. You know, y'all have yeah. So Camden, what were you thanked for? Do you remember? Um, I was, yeah. I Miss Longfield thanked me for being out in the hallway, being quiet, and I kind of remember her saying, 
wow, she was amazing out in the hallway. I remember something like that. That's, that's very true. nice of her to recognize that. Ian, do you remember what you were recognized for? Yeah, um, I was recognized for being a technology maven, apparently. Ah, fantastic. You, you Sharing your gifts, sharing your passion for technology with, with others in the, in the grade or classroom. Fantastic. Yeah. Thomas, how about you? I feel like I'm mainly being thanked for being so happy and like mm -hmm. respectful always to a teacher. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm always being thanked for that. Honoring your teachers with, uh, with the type of behavior that they expect. That's yeah. great. So maybe in finishing up today, guys, we can talk um, about maybe the one, the one thing that you really value the most from going to chapel every day and the thing that you think chapel does for you to make you a better person. What do y'all think about that? What do you value about going to chapel, and how do you think chapel maybe uh, makes you a better oh, I person? Know this, I know this. All right, you want to start, Thomas, while okay. everybody else is thinking? Because I'm like, it helps you to like know how to like respect. It helps you like respect people. Mm. Like one video we watched, like choose to be happy this day. Mm. Like like you have to like you like people want you to choose to be happy that day. Yeah. So basically. to be grateful, show grateful and gratitude, and try and yeah. find find happiness in each day a little bit if you can. That's yeah. neat. Yeah. So um, kind of helps you think about how to live your life each day. Who else Who else thinks about uh, the thing they take away um, most in chapel? Well, I I appreciate that we pray in chapel. Mm. It helps me kind of. It helps me think about Jesus and God and everybody that needs a little more help. Mm. And it just makes me want to pray pray more often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it cultivates your spiritual life, like yeah. how you're carrying out that part of you, which is just important as being great in soccer, which you are, or being a super student, right? You want to be able to have uh, that spiritual life of yours taken care of, too. How about you guys? Do you have any thoughts about what, um, what you think chapel does to make you a better person, or things yeah. you like about chapel best? Go ahead, Ian. So I have, like, one main thing. It gives me another reason to push on in life and not give up. Mm. So it helps you get your resilience, right? As part of the Parish Leech framework, for sure. What do you think, Sarah? It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like, it makes me feel like I have time to listen to the, to the Lord mm -hmm. and be with him. Yeah, so it's a little, it can be a little, it's for you guys, it's in the morning, it's a great way to start your day, right? Just so you can get yourself centered and, and settled for our older students who come to chapel here it's a chance to take a little bit of a, a point of reflection and a time out from the busy lives we lead here so uh, i'm sure i've been glad to spend some time with these four little friends of mine and are appreciative of the work that they're doing for themselves not just as great students but as people that are going to go out and and do great things in this world by treating others kindly and with respect and living out the elements of the three tenants here at parish episcopal school so thanks for joining us today on the from my angle podcast Thanks again for listening. Look forward to future editions of this podcast, which will feature my speaking to the community in the chapel space, some of my writing, and also, as in this edition, my visits to colleges and universities during this school year.